So this evening is our final um, teaching on Sabbath. We've had, this is our ninth week of focusing on what Sabbath means, um, specifically through the lens of stories from past members here and how they've engaged with Sabbath. And so I actually want to start by just recapping what everybody has shared so far, because I think it's been really powerful that we've had such a varied um, array of stories about Sabbath. So um, our very first story was from Al Sedano, and I love that he started this out because his story was about how when he took a kind of Sabbath time apart to hear from the Lord, the Lord told him to start this pastorate. So that's kind of the inception of our pastorate is in a Sabbath time, um, which I think is so cool. And then I shared about my own journey of discovering the kind of Sabbath holy rhythm of life that comes from serving the church and engaging in the life of the church. Um, Val shared about her three-day prayer retreat that she took this past summer or fall, um, this fall, and about what it taught her in terms of any desire that we have to pray being a gift from the Lord. Um, Rob shared about a time that he encountered the Lord's presence really powerfully in the wilderness on a camping trip. Um, Helen played out a story, the story of Abraham and Sarah in the wilderness and of the Lord's um, the way that he met them time and time again on their journey. Um, Mark sang a song that he'd written about just powerfully meaning the Lord's presence in nature. Um, Brandon reflected on the story of Mary and Martha at Jesus' feet and invited us to be merry and just revel in the Lord's presence in the Sabbath season. And then last week, Ellen talked about her own journey of learning how to Sabbath, um, specifically with the focus of letting the Lord reign in her life as the Lord of her Sabbath. And so all of these stories really have been about the ways that we as humans seek the Lord's presence. Um, but what I realized as I stepped back and thought about them all was they're really about the Lord waiting for us to come near to him, to draw close. He's always there ready and waiting for him when we take the time to be quiet, to find rest, and to seek him out. And I just thought that was so beautiful. Um, that invitation to rest in the Lord's pre- presence as the core of Sabbath. And it made me think about something Ellen said last week in her teaching about Sabbath being sanctified time. Um, and the first Sabbath being after God had made the earth, he, you know, his vision for what the earth should be was fulfilled, and then he came and dwelt on earth. And that was the seventh day. That was the seventh, like the Sabbath day when he rested in his creation and he reigned over it. He kind of took command and said, this is, this is good, and now let's rest. And I realized that that moment in Genesis, God brought heaven to earth in his presence. He brought it. And the um, Eden, the description of Eden is actually an archetype of temples in, in Middle East and ancient um, Middle Eastern culture. So Eden was his temple. It was this beautiful place where... It, Life was perfect because God dwelt there. Um, so I was thinking, man, Sabbath, heaven. It's sanctified time where we withdraw from the world and we engage in worshiping God. And I realized Sabbath is a foretaste of heaven, which just got me really excited. <laughs> and I think, as I was contemplating this, I think one of the reasons we struggle to engage in Sabbath and have this kind of visceral, like, oh, I don't do that, or I don't know how to do that, or I don't want to do that, is because we don't have a robust theology of heaven. We don't, we don't realize how glorious it will be to be in the Lord's presence. Um, and when I, it's funny, because when I think of heaven, I actually 
I've always, since I was a little girl, longed for heaven. I think because I was a third culture kid, missionary kid, and I never felt like I belonged anywhere. You know, my parents were Americans, but I grew up in France, and I went to school in Germany, and we were always moving, and I always felt out of place. And so when I would read or hear about heaven, it was like, I know I belong there. Like, I know that when I get there, that's my home. So I was like, would tell myself that I was a citizen of heaven. Even if my passport meant nothing, even if my addresses meant nothing, that heaven would be that place for me. And I remember, like, lying in bed and thinking, like, there's some life things that I'd like to happen first. Like, I'd like to, I think I was, like, I don't know, nine. Like, I'd like to have a boyfriend and maybe get married one day. And kids would be nice. And I really want to go to college. But then I can just go to heaven. Like, Lord, I'm ready. Um, and so I've always kind of had that deep longing for heaven in my heart. I've actually had to be careful because sometimes it can be a bit escapist when life gets hard. <laughs> I just want to go to heaven, you know. But I think um, at its core, it's a good thing in that sense of there will be nothing better than just being in the Lord's unadulterated presence. And so I would just invite us to think about Sabbath in light of that. Heaven is full communion with God. It's relationship with him with no sin in our way, no sorrow to distract us, no death. He's conquered death and will be with him and just reveling in his presence and all distractions will be gone. And it'll just be Jesus' love for us purely there and then our worshipful response to that and our love for him. Um, so the invitation God has given us to Sabbath here on earth is him saying, I love you. Taste my love for you. Rest. I want you to be with me and I want you to pull away from the distractions of your life and just feast and revel with me on my holy day in my sanctified time. And so in that light, Sabbath is a gift. It's not a chore and it's not something to like be afraid of or dread because it's boring or feel guilty about because you don't know how to do it well. It's just a chance to revel in like the peace that we're given in the cross. And in God's coming, when he first came in Genesis, and his coming in the manger to when he became incarnate, and then the coming that will come again that we've been promised. Um, so I wanted to be sure, I mean, I get really excited about this concept, but what does that mean practically? This is our last discussion about Sabbath. We've heard so many different ideas of what it can look like to engage in it. And so I, I thought of a couple of ways that we can all, in these next weeks, kind of purposefully take that Sabbath glimpse of heaven and imbue it into our lives. So the first one I thought, we're just so blessed to be here at Resurrection and to have Sunday worship that is just incredible, filled with the Holy Spirit, and I think a real picture of heaven. And I once, I think it was this summer, just like a normal Sunday, and we were worshiping, and all of a sudden, I'm not one for this usually, but I had a vision of heaven, and I saw just the gates flung open, and all of us in the sanctuary were worshiping Jesus. And it was like, that's what this is, like... Sunday worship isn't just like a production of like really pretty music and cool people singing. We're joining with the saints of the entire world and worshiping Jesus. So I'd encourage you all on Sunday mornings just to like let yourselves enter into that, whether it be through the music or through the liturgy or through the sermon, just to take it as a glimpse of heaven. And then um, one of the things I love about talking about heaven is the fact that it's going to be a feast. Like the Bible says over and over again, that when we get to heaven, there's going to be an incredible feast with Jesus and all of the saints that have gone before and will come after us. Um, and this is something actually that Deacon Trevor, um, if you guys know him, really like loves to talk about, and he's taught me a lot about. 
Um, so when his family Sabbath, they always feast. It like has to be a part of their Sabbath day. It's like usually a brunch with their family, maybe some friends, but there's this intentionality about gathering together around food because it's a foretaste of heaven when we will be sitting with Christ at his table. And then I thought, hey, Friday feast, we're like halfway there, you guys. <laughs> and I realized that for me this truly, this pastorate has been a little taste of that. It's that piece of heaven of just joining together with the communion of saints and eating good food and being with one another. So I would encourage you all to, to feast on your Sabbath, whatever that might look like for you. Um, and then lastly, I was like, we're coming up to Advent, which is one of my favorite seasons. And Advent is separate from Christmas because Advent is just to focus on Jesus is coming. Jesus is about to come on Christmas Day, and that is so exciting. And we focus on Christmas, and then we also focus on the promised second coming. And so... One of the things Rez does that I love is we sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel every Sunday during Advent. And just in that, like, that excitement and that invitation, like, come, Lord Jesus, you've already come once, come again. And so I would invite us all in this Advent, as we sing that song and as we walk through the Advent liturgy, just to think about it in terms of Sabbath and say, Lord, give me these Sabbath heaven moments this Advent where you come into my life and you bring me redemption and you just give me that unadulterated, pure moment of joy with you, whatever that looks like. Um, And that we could, as we sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, that we can just revel in the glory of his presence and um, find ways to bring that throughout our week as well. And so I'm sure all of you have some sense of how you best engage with the Lord, whether it be and prayer, and worship, and journaling, whatever, and being with your peers. So I would encourage you to do that in these coming weeks, Advent weeks, with that knowledge of, like, this is a taste of heaven. And just to get excited, both about the fact that we get that now because Christ has already come, and that we're going to get it again in an even fuller and more incredible way when Christ comes again. So, amen. And thank you all for walking through this turn with us and listen to our stories and I'll be continuing to pray that the Lord gives you really full and beautiful Sabbath moments in this coming year. Amen.